Thank you for tuning into the Hope When There Was None podcast. And here we share stories to educate you, to empower you and inspire. So thank you for listening and tuning in. Please do me a favor and share if you have a favorite episode, or maybe you think somebody else that needs a dose of positivity and to maybe break open some of the darkness, let there be light. So thank you again for all of your support and encouragement. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, this is Melinda. How are you from Hope When There Was None? I'm coming on to you live to discuss emotional abuse. That is the next topic in my series, which might be a nine-part series. I haven't decided quite yet, but I want to dive into emotional abuse. Now, for those of you that are new to my channel, I just wanted to give you a little bit about me. I am a child abuse survivor as well as teen dating abuse survivor, but I did marry my abuser when I was older. So I have 20 plus years of, if you want to call it experience, with abuse. 20 plus years, yeah, that's a long time. I've shared my story numerous times on video here, but also in my book called Me called Call Me Master. And you can find that on Amazon as well. But if you are a survivor or a victim, I'm happy to send it off to you in a PDF form. Just send me an email. Now, if you haven't subscribed to my channel already, please do so. There are, first of all, you can go ahead and like and follow the page, but there's three little dots at the top of posts, then you can actually see my videos first, see my posts first, and I'd love for you to do that. And also, if you could do me a favor and help me spread awareness by sharing. Now, let's kind of dive into this. I do have some notes, so I'm going to be looking down a little bit from time to time. So if you see me looking down, that's what I'm doing, cheating. So emotional abuses, many of these abuses here, the physical, the emotional, mental, so on and so on, are so multifaceted. There's so many different types and aspects to even just one. So when what you're going to find in emotional abuse is maybe similar patterns from the other ones. Like I had just mentioned, I was on the other, last week I did share something, and now this week I'm sharing something else. So um, it's going to sound like it's going to be the same thing, like I'm repeating myself, and in some ways I am. So I apologize for that, but again, these are all kind of meshed together in the big, ugly, hairy mess, so you're gonna find a lot of the same patterns. Again, that's just what I'm trying to say. So what you can find when you have, well, thank you for watching, when you find emotional abuse is you're going to find someone that's going to be pointing the finger at you, they're going to be blaming you, there's gonna be a lot of the blame game going on, and sometimes you're gonna be scratching your head like, why are you blaming me for this? Like, let's say, as an example, that you thought about having that last cookie, but you didn't, but then it's gone. Magically and mysteriously, it's gone out of the cookie jar. So then come later, your abuser comes, or toxic person. Let me clarify. This is not just about an intimate partner. Uh, abuse is your mother, your dad, your brother, your sister, your uncle, your grandma, your grandpa, your coworker, your daughter, your son, your cousin, twice removed. You know what I mean? This is a toxic person that's anybody. So any anybody can fit the bill into any of these. An abuser can be anybody. And more than likely, it's someone that's intimate and close to you. It's usually a family member or a loved one. So going back. So blaming, let's say that cookie jar again. Let's go back to the cookie jar. It was there in the morning when you saw it last. Come the evening, it's gone. Mysteriously, it's gone. Well, who gets the finger pointed at them? You might get that finger pointed at you, that you took that cookie when you know that you didn't. But then you start questioning yourself, well, I think, I know I didn't. I know I thought about it, but I don't think I ate it. 
but you start believing that you might have eaten the cookie or took it and you don't think you did but you were blamed for it you know what i mean now if you've ever experienced something like this where you've been blamed for something even though you didn't do it or maybe it was put in one place something an object and then it was found later in another spot you're blamed for it even though you didn't move it do you know what i mean so this person might accuse you also a lot of accusations of cheating lying stealing or maybe you went to some sort of gathering or party and you didn't stick up for this person. You didn't um, maybe defend them, defend their honor, or maybe it just seems like you don't care. You might be made to be felt like you are ashamed. Perhaps it's body image. You might have put on a shirt that you're really happy with, that you're really proud of, or maybe you lost a lot of weight, but yet this person is going to drag you down and say, well, that shirt just does not look good on you, or, oh, you want to race? Well, well, you should have did better because your time wasn't so good. This is somebody that might do that to you. They also might judge your, again, feeling ashamed there, about your appearance. They might judge your appearance. You're wearing this shirt again. You're feeling really good, and they might judge and say, oh, well, that's not a good color for you, or, Oh, that's a little slimming. You shouldn't wear lines like that, you know? They make you look a little big. Glasses look terrible on you, and I'm sure you've heard some of these, and I'm sorry if you have, but they might judge your appearance, your opinion, maybe even as you, how you are as a person, how you are as a son, daughter, granddaughter, grandson, wife, husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, etc., etc. You get the picture. They might think that you have a lousy choice in picking partners. Maybe you do have a pattern of picking toxic people and um, you're made to feel ashamed of that or you're judged because of that. And this could also mean that you're being judged critically. They might have a critical view of how you are with uh, your children, raising your family, or perhaps it might be in relationships or the job that you chose. It could be without cause and it could be very harsh. Now this person, this toxic person that I'm talking about, this person might play the victim. Now they might play it so well that you are believing that you're the one that's the actual abuser and you're not. It's them. It's all on them. But they might play it so well that family, friends might actually see you as the person that's abusing this person or being mean to, let's say, your mother or your father or grandpa and so on and so on. They might actually see you as the person that's the aggressor. Now, they might also do a lot of intimidation to you. If you don't do this, I'm going to do this. Or if you don't, like, let's say, as an example, if you leave me, I'm going to kill the dog. Or if you don't do what I say, I'm going to tell everybody at work that you were having sex with Joe Schmo. They might try to intimidate you to get you to do different things or to stay in the relationship, a variety of things, or make it so that you are um, kept in whatever place and position that you're in. There could be a lot of swearing, bad words, name calling as well, which can really demean you and put you down. Twisting of your words, maybe different situations that have happened, and facts from the past. You might remember situations or things, memories from your past happening this way, and you know, chapter and verse, this is what happened, but your partner comes around or that person comes around and says, what are you talking about? It happened this, this, and this, and this. And it could be that they are made, again, to play that victim, to maybe be a martyr, something like that. There's a lot of coercion as well in a relationship. 
there is manipulation, that they may try to manipulate you in order to do different things or to manipulate the situation. Again, they might try to be that victim. They're gonna pull that card as many times if they can. And uh, they might actually have, this person might actually have a group, family members, friends, that again, they might think that you are the aggressor. There's a tax on your character. So let's say you decide to leave whatever relationship it is, whether it be with a family member, coworker, et cetera, et cetera. So let's say you decide, okay, I'm done. I'm going to leave. Oh, pause a second. Alex, can you take the eggs out of there? <laughs> My daughter's running the oven. I have chickens, so I have eggshells. I know this is off topic. I have eggshells that... Um, I'm drying out for my chickens so I can give them to them in the morning. It helps with their eggs to keep their eggs nice and hard and firm. Sorry about that. Got I'm getting off track. Topic. So there could be a tax on your character. Let's get back on this. So they could be saying that, um, so you've left this person, you left the relationship, whatever it is, mom, dad, boyfriend, husband, whatever, and then all of a sudden you're hearing that you were the one that was the cause of the breakup or the cause of the rift in the family, that you were maybe spreading lies about the family. Perhaps they're saying that, well, this person is a terrible mom, a terrible parent, a terrible wife. They're using drugs, they're screwing around, they are beating the kids. They'll change it, the story, however it is to suit them. Even though you know what's true, you know that you didn't act irrationally, you didn't act in a manner that was not um, becoming Okay? but they will attack your character. Even if it's something small, like let's say you're at a party and you don't necessarily agree with the aggressor, you're saying, oh, I, I don't believe this, this, and this. Well, they might turn it around and say, just a bunch of rumors, a bunch of lies. They might refuse to talk to you after a situation has escalated. So let's say you've had this big blow up and then all of a sudden they're gonna ignore you. Greystoning, but they turn it on you. And they make it seem, um, like you're the one that's guilty, you're the one to blame, and they just aren't gonna hear you. It's kind of like, la, 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 la. They don't wanna hear anything that you have to say, regardless. It's not gonna matter anyway, because these type of people aren't, you can't reason with them, you, you really can't. Now, they may say, and I keep saying they, because again, this could be anybody. They might say something that might make you scared, definitely frighten you or upset you. Again, it could be a threat to say that I'm gonna call CPS if you don't go out with me or if you don't stay with me or I'm gonna tell the workplace that um, this, 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 you stole money or something like that. There could be jealousy where the person begins to track your whereabouts. They might track your phone, your text messages, your calls, your emails, your social media account. You might have to give them your login for social media and uh, so they can go ahead and see who you're talking to, what posts that you posted and so on. This might be someone also with tracking. We have so many different electronic devices, and I'm gonna get into this in a second, that you might need to be careful with what you post online. There are women that I've heard of, and I've experienced a little bit of this, where my garment, especially if I had that on when I was with my ex, he would track my where I was going, and even afterwards when he had stolen it out of our car, after we were separated, he went ahead through the past history to see where my past, where I went, to track me, to see where I was. So be careful with these trackers. A lot of these are really small. A lot of spyware and so on is really tiny to put out of your car, OnStar, or whatever else. I can do your GPS on your phone. So please be careful. There's also that um, 
software that they can get into your computer, and they could be on another side of the country, but they can check into you where you are, what you're scrolling for, and so on. So now, maybe this person decides to um, cross those boundaries that you have in place, if you have some, but maybe you don't have boundaries, but you know what exactly you don't want to hear, don't want to experience physically, um, and so on and so on, but they cross that line, and despite you saying, protesting and saying, no, stop, they keep doing it. There's someone, again, that controls your, I didn't mention this already, controlling your finances. They might have your bank card. They might not want you to have an account at all. They might even give you a certain amount of money to take with you to the store, and that's all you get to spend. Uh, that might be that uh, you have this very small, teeny tiny allowance a month, and that's all you have. Maybe it's $100, and you got to stretch that for groceries. And I know that sounds strange, but there, I've heard of different situations where people are given money, uh, women that I've chatted with, and that's all they had for an allowance was $100. That was to buy groceries. $100 doesn't go very far, especially for a family of four or even two. It doesn't go very far. But they might have that control, that tight control over the finances. Again, they might not allow you to have your name on the account. They might not allow you to even have access to the accounts at all. This person might disrespect your needs or disrespect you entirely or your opinions, any suggestions you might have, they just kind of gloss over or don't listen to them at all. They could tease you, make uh, sarcastic jokes, make jokes at your expense, and just really put you down. Again, this is also something similar from last week. Now, they could make decisions that impact you, whether it be financially, physically, personally, and they don't share that with you. They don't let you know that, hey, uh, this just came up I had this great opportunity and I said yes. There is no, hey, can we talk about this? Can we discuss this? Now, I'm not talking about those times where you go to the store and I'm guilty of this, where I've gone to the store and I've gotten kind of drawn in to buy something and then I get up to the register, I've purchased it and Mr. Austin's behind me like, uh, hello, were you gonna share that with me that you just blew $100 on CBD oil? We only came in here for just a few things, <laughs> oops. I've done that before, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking like, let's say they took everything out of their 401k and they gave that to a family member, or they went ahead and they blew it all at the casino or on lottery tickets and you have no idea. So it could be something like that. They could isolate you from family and friends, and this is something that does happen. That does happen more often than not and across the board with abuse. Now, what can you do about this? How can you document this? Well, to document this, I'm going to tell you, you're going to need to be very secretive. So if you haven't already been planning, let's say, to leave or to um, kind of break off whatever relationship you have with this person, now is the time to think about starting. Of course, I can't make you. You're a grown person. You can make your own decisions. But distancing yourself from somebody that is abusive, it doesn't matter if it's a physical, mental, emotional, so on and so on. Whatever this toxic person is, you don't need them in your life. And we're going into a new year, new start, right? So start keeping a detailed account of the situations. That is the first thing I'm going to share with you. Now, if you can't write it down on paper, which I highly suggest, a lot of our phones do come with software that you can record your voice. There are, um, I think there's one 
and I don't remember the name off the top of my head, website where you can keep like a, um, a journal, and you can use your voice, a voice journal, and keep that online. It can be private. It doesn't have to be shared. You can consider doing something like that. But again, I'd like you to try and think about just doing something that you can keep on paper. Keeping, uh, and maybe, it's my other suggestion, mail your notes to somebody that you trust, a trusted friend, uh, tr somebody that you know is not going to share this information with your partner. Now, I had my sister, when I was going through all this craziness, when I first left in 2009, I had my sister, um, I grabbed her address, and any paperwork, any receipts, anything that I could gather, birth certificate and so on, I took copies and I mailed them off to her for safekeeping. I trusted her. I knew she wasn't going to share that with my ex, well, my then husband, and I knew I could just, I can count on her. So consider having that kind of person, a support person that you can send this information to. Again, keeping those detailed notes, whether they broke your nose or whether they just started calling you names or told the neighbors that you were doing something and you weren't. Keep all that information. Now these two are going to be hard. Now these other two suggestions. One, I'm going to suggest that you go to the doctor or go for some sort of medical care, whether it's the ER or again, you're just your primary physician, to get checked out if you've gone through, um, like let's say they punched you, let's say they left pinches, some kind of pinch marks, or they pushed you, you hurt your knee, maybe nothing's broken, there's no broken bones, but you have some little bit of scuffing and so on and so on, maybe throughout your body, maybe cuts, maybe they cut you, please seek medical attention. Even if you don't press charges, this needs to be documented, it can go in your file, you will have this. Paper trail, paper trail, paper trail. You need to leave a paper trail. No matter what, you need to leave a paper trail of what's going on. That's one reason why I'm suggesting that you go ahead and you make a detailed account of what is going on with you. Now, the other tough one is to file a police report. And I know a lot of folks don't want to do this, and I get that. I understand. Sometimes our law enforcement doesn't always look too kindly on victims of abuse because they're like, oh, she's just gonna go back or he's gonna go back, so what difference does it make, and so on and so on, but keep it up, keep going, um, keep filing those reports, even if you don't press charges, make sure that there's some sort of paper trail there. Now save any texts, again, I mentioned this before, save those texts, calls, emails, uh, print these out, send them to somebody that you trust, you might even consider getting yourself a P.O. box too, maybe in a different city that no one else knows about. Create a secret email address. If you have to have correspondence, like let's say with a therapist or maybe a police or an attorney, have a secret email address. Maybe you have a position at work where you can check your email and just check it there. We'll go to a local library. Whatever you do, if you're doing any kind of research on leaving an abuser or toxic person, you don't want to have that information on your personal phone, laptop, computer, you want to make sure that it's somewhere else, found somewhere else because again there's this tracking software, they can look at your keystrokes, they can look at what web pages, the history and so on. I used to go ahead and wipe my history, my ex didn't know how to do that, but I did. I would go and research, research, and then I would clear my history. I would go and visit different blogs for uh, domestic violence, and then I would clear my history. I actually made myself, and I'm telling you a lot of this stuff because these are things that I did. Um, I kept a journal. I sent that stuff to my sister. I kept whatever, anything that I could think of. I had a private journal, which I had buried in the house. He had no idea, and that's how I was able to make my, my book there. Um, he had no idea that I had all this stuff. I was hiding it. Now, your password, make it protected. Memorize this. 
you don't want to leave it laying around so memorize it but make it something affirming okay so I want to maybe I am enough 2020 or I am brave I am courageous so make a password that's you know something a little bit um, awesome and affirmative for you and loving also any physical evidence again of this please hide it again I sent mine to my sister make sure you hide it PO box put it in a bank deposit box somewhere where it can be hidden that this person can't get access to. Again, share with only folks that you trust. Coworkers, family members, friends, somebody that you trust. And don't just share this information on the web because it might get back to this person and you don't want to do that. You want to make sure that you're protected, that you're safe, and you don't want your plans to be kind of out in the open. Now, there are many times where kids might give away different things. So if mommy and daddy, as an example, are, are having issues and they see mommy get hit, they might go to school the next day and tell the teacher what they saw. Or they might tell the teacher that dad hit them or mom hit them. They might tell the teacher, and by the way, that is awesome. If your kid is brave enough to do that, that is awesome. My daughter Jessica did that. She was super brave, and I was so proud of her for doing that. She did something I couldn't do, she told. And um, I was very proud of her. I really was. So on that note, I think I've shared quite a bit of information for you. I encourage you to please keep and share this video if you can help me out with that. If you have any tips or suggestions that have worked for you, I'd love to hear in the comment section. Please go ahead and share that with me. If you need help, um, maybe just chatting, maybe you need uh, resources in your area, even if you're across the pond, by all means, let me know. Message me privately. I'd love to chat with you. I'm happy to help. If you have any other um, questions, message me privately. Put it down here if you're watching this as a replay, hashtag replay, and also bring your phone. I'd love to know. That's it for this week. Check back next week on next Wednesday. We'll now have another great topic for you on abuse. I hate to say great because nothing about abuse is great, but I'll have another informational topic for you. Thank you. Please stay safe. And I guess that's about it. Have a great rest of your week. Bye.